1: Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me is my fellow football priest. You know him, you love him, and it just so happens to be his birthday. Zach Kelberman. Zach, first things first, bro. Happy birthday. Hope you've had a great day. And uh, that it's been a special, special day for you, my dog. How's it going? I appreciate that. I'm officially old, Chad. I turned 34
2: today, and I'm uh, you know the gray hairs are popping out more and more. But I'm honestly blessed to take another trip around the sun. I'm, I'm happy to be alive. I love life. I love living. So I get to come on here talk Broncos football. It could be a lot worse, put it that way. Appreciate it though.
1: Yeah, yeah. So an '89 baby, right? Yes, sir. So you and I are exact. Well, not exactly, but we're about exact not exactly let's go jensen we're 10 years apart we're 10 years yeah. apart because you just turned 34 i'll be turning 44 so hey it's not all downhill from here bro look at me that's see i mean it's you got you got a future to look forward to uh zeus holy smokes look wow. who it is thank He's you zeus. Of happiest of birthdays and by the way we i would actually sing the song right now but believe it or not, copyright that song is so zealously guarded via Mm -hmm. copyright uh if you even like hum the tune uh on a monetized channel like mile high huddle is on all of our all of our social media you're gonna pay the price they'll ding you so zeus jumping in with a very generous super chat thank you so much football's here and then hi to everyone and of course happy birthday zach so i'm gonna give him
3: one
1: Love you,
2: Stu. Thank you so much. I hope y'all can hear me. My microphone kind of had a mishap before the pod, and I'm resting on a box right now. So if you can hear me, Stu, no, I appreciate it so much. And as always, uh, your your gratitude is amazing. And Michaela's as well.
1: And uh, while I'm talking, maybe try to focus yeah. the camera a little bit. You're I'm good just though. Struggling tonight. You're good tonight. We tonight we had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties, but you know you charge it to the game. This is the way it goes sometimes. But Michaela, so great to see you. I love that you're still repping the Tim Patrick jersey. And uh, on that note, she says, of course, happiest birthday, Zach. Enjoy lol. Thank you. Um, on the note of Tim Patrick, there what is it? Actually, it was one day. Tim was Monday, yeah. So two day one day apart on Tuesday. No, i what yeah, it was Tuesday that Jonas Griffith left practice early, yeah. right? Because today's Thursday. Yeah. It was announced today that he left practice with the with the injury, it turned out to be a torn ACL. So the Broncos in a matter of seven practices, well, really it was so seven, six, in a matter of five practices, Zach, and the first two with pads in consecutive days, pad day one, pad day two, lost two players to season ending injuries. Now, one you could say was a starter or like borderline starter like Tim Patrick. Griffith started uh, to open last season, but he wasn't being relied on this year to be a starter. He was going to be the number three linebacker. A lot of fans, Zach, are starting to feel some of those um, deep-seated misgivings about being snake bitten. How much has really changed relative to you know uh, the, the injury issue in Denver? What has been your gut reaction to um, the Jonas Griffith situation? We'll talk about the guy they brought in here in a minute.
2: Well, of course I feel terrible for him. It seems like every year uh, he's a bit banged up. Didn't he have like the elbow injury last year or the year before? And, Injury prone players tend to get injured. We we talked about that with Tim Patrick. We talked about that with KJ Hamler. Unfortunately, Jonas Griffith falls into that bucket as well. You know, I had a tweet when the Griffith news came out, the Broncos injury since training camp began. Tim Patrick, KJ, Riley Moss, who's out for about four weeks after having core muscle surgery and now Jonas. But a lot of freaking out. And I want to give some positive perspective to these injuries. The Broncos still have Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton when talking about Tim Patrick. The Broncos still have Marvin Mims when talking about KJ Hamler. The Broncos still have PS2, Mathis, K1 and uh, Fabian Moreau, who they just signed, you know, talking about Riley Moss. And the Broncos still have Singleton, Jewel, and Sanders when you're talking about Jonas Griffith. Woosa, it'll be okay. Fortunately, these injuries happen, Chad, at the deepest parts of the roster where they can withstand it. I understand after the last... Five years of Lauren Landau, all the injuries. You feel snake bitten, but it's part of the NFL. Every team goes through them. Every team has to uh just buckle down and, and play the next man up. And I feel like the Broncos are adept at doing just that.
1: Yeah, he uh he dealt with a couple of different injuries last year, which is what gave rise, for what it's worth, to Alex Singleton. Now, his injury this year gonna give rise to another guy. This time, uh Drew Sanders. And that's something that. I said uh, that we talked a lot about, in fact, Zach, you and I, after the draft, was, hey, exciting guy. Probably not going to see a whole heck of a lot of them, if and unless there's an injury. And boom, out of the gates. Injury. He's going to be that third linebacker on the field. And I think that's actually a good thing. Uh, Troy, brother, thank you for jumping in early before we even went live with a super chat. Uh, Appreciate you, big dog. He says, hey guys, sad about Griffith, but This is a good point right here. Wide receiver and inside linebacker were the two groups we could afford to lose a player. Given the secrecy, we may not know much about the offense until opening day. Trust in Sean Payton for now. Yeah, he's like... Man, I guess I kind of slept on the uh, paranoia Sean Payton has, the the, uh, football uh spy craft the espionage so to speak practices I mean I know Belichick is like an animal about that stuff right like he's he's a KGB whack job and if he's the KGB Sean Payton's definitely the CIA when it comes to that kind of thing so it it, it has been uh hard to get a beat on a lot of things I mean just today had to go uh and find a a, a transcription service that will Verbal well, that'll transcribe video to text because we don't get. Sean Payton is the only uh, quotes, the only transcriptions we get now from the excellent, awesome Broncos PR department. We used to get every every time a player hit the podium, we'd get transcriptions within an hour or two. Uh, you know, as media for stories, right, that we could write around and cite and source and all that stuff. Sean Payton said, "No, no, no, PR." I'm the only guy from now on that you're going to transcribe with the exception of the other coaches, like when you hear from a coordinator during the season, which is once a week. Otherwise, you only hear from Peyton. And there's a there's a point to what I'm saying here, Zach. So w- I've been putting it off, putting it off. I've been doing it by hand, basically. And I finally found a third-party extension that basically makes it a lot easier. But that's just a media guy. So think about it. He's trying to make it harder, Zach, on us to kind of cover some of the details and the nuances and this and that. Imagine the depths to which he'll go to make sure his actual rivals across the league learn and know nothing uh, about the Broncos. Offense, defense, specials, whatever.
2: Yeah, we learned that from day one, basically. He said, we're not going to talk about injuries. I'm not going to give you updates. Don't even ask. And uh, it's just his his way of doing things. It's Sean Payton's way or the highway. As long as the results on the field produce, I mean, he can act as KGB as he wants. He can be Kim Jong-un in Dove Valley for all I care, as long as we see some victories. But it's going to be a struggle to discern who's injured, how severe the injury is, when players are coming back will have to be at his mercy, and at least he lets us know. Like, he lets us know about Raleigh Moss, for example. He missed three straight training camp practices. He came out yesterday and said he had core muscle surgery. So he's not entirely secretive. He's not deceptive,
1: but he is very guarded. Um, But I'm not sure the Broncos – all right. The, the, the notion that the linebacker position was such that it could afford to, to lose a key guy, maybe – I'll go with you as far as they could, it could afford to lose one guy. And now that one guy has been lost because really once you get past Singleton and Jewel Zach, it's a who's who of unproven dudes. I mean, of course now that Griffith is gone now, Drew Sanders, it it could be a good thing. It could force him to grow up in a hurry. And uh, I mean, even today, Alex Singleton was talking about how much of a freak he is athletically and how quickly, um, the demand of the situation now is going to kind of force him to have to learn things all the, all the quicker or whatever. So I think it uh, there's not as maybe as much depth at inside linebacker, Zach. What I'm getting at is there is wide receiver. You could probably afford to lose one guy and you just lost him. So now that margin of error on uh, a little luck by way of the injury bug is gone. David, bro, what's good. Thank you so much for the super chat, my friend. He says, good evening, Broncos country, Chad, Zach, Dylan, and Deacon Scott, 12 and 5, hashtag Buckham times three with a B, hashtag MHH for life, Denver Bronx for life. Thank you, David. Really appreciate you, big dog. We are going to be doing the Jersey raffle tonight, so stay tuned for that. Here in a little bit, we'll get to it, some, some matters of business. Let not your hearts be troubled. Mike, jumping in, Zach, with a uh, HBD. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate you as always. He also says, good
2: evening, Chad and Zach, on the Mile Eye Huddle podcast. Go Broncos and Buckham. We look forward to that message, Michael, each and every day. Thank you so much.
1: Definitely. Phil down in Tucson, proving Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being, brother. Great to see you. Uh, He's saying happy birthday right back at you. And Buckham, go Broncos. Appreciate y'all. Every single one of you. Feeling the love is uh, Zach Kelberman tonight, as well he should. I mean, it's only your birthday once a year. Let's face it. Um, okay. And then also uh, it's a lot of different happy birthdays from the community. So very cool to see.
2: Thank you. Um,
1: okay. Tell us about the linebacker. The Broncos have since signed to the 90-man roster um, because you had the story for us today.
2: Well, first of all, can you go into the uh, the press release they sent us, Chad? I can't sure. pull it up right now and look at the pronunciation because I'm, I refuse to butcher this guy's name. Austin
1: Ajiaki. Augki. Augki. Here's how, let me show you. Here's here's what they sent us, okay? I'm going to, sh- I'm gonna sh- just so everyone else can see what we see here. Uh, Here's what you got. I'm going to put it on a banner real quick. Uh, Nice and easy. Stay tuned. Hold on one sec. Hang, hang tight. So here you go. <clears throat>
0: we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
3: you need indeed with everyone fighting for attention how can your business stand out and connect with customers easy with constant contact constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out stay top of mind and see big results fast it's okay if you don't know much about marketing constant contacts writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
1: That's it. I, I, GK? I would say A uh, A uh, G A uh, G K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be it. A uh, G K. A uh, G K. That's Explain not as hard as I'm like I'm five. That's not as hard as as I, I thought it might be.
2: AGK. Anyway. Yeah, but his last, it's spelled A J I A K E. I mean, it's not
1: yeah. too easy, but AGK.
2: I, I A-G-K. can get that down. Austin, if we, A-G-K. Hey,
1: Dude, if we can get Okuebunam and Uazarike, dog.
2: Right. This is cake. Anyway, the Broncos signed Austin Ajike, a uh, rookie, undrafted rookie linebacker out of UNLV. Um, He was the leading tackler in the Mountain West Conference last year. For his career, he had 231 combined tackles, 12 TFLs, four sacks, and two picks across 38 games. Uh, NFL.com's Lant Zerline said he lacks ideal size, but he's fast, explosive, and agile. What I've picked up in my in my limited research into Ajaki is that he's a converted running back. He's 6'2", 220. He's built like a brick you-know-what. And listen, if he can help in that inside linebacking core, if he can help in pass coverage or, as Sean Payton talked about, the kicking game, the special teams department, it's a, it's a decent replacement for Jonas. Not great, great, but
1: decent. Let me tell you what a replacement that would make your boy – And I know Mr. Producer also sleep a heck of a lot better at night. Wrap your brain around this, all right? Once upon a time, and it wasn't too long ago, I'm talking 2018, a linebacker by the name of Rashawn Evans was a first-round pick out of Alabama. All right, last year for the Atlanta Falcons, my dude totaled 159 tackles. He is chilling. On the free agent market right now unsigned unswooped chilling all right now this is a guy for what it's worth uh 27 years old 6'2 232 all right he ran a 436 or pardon me pardon me he ran a uh that was his uh, 20 yard shuttle i'll find his, his 40 time here in a minute but that's a guy i'd be like hey want some insurance let's peel off a little of that uh as we call it on the show evan mathis money and throw it at a guy who gives us some insurance at, at linebacker because what was it, Scott? One point five he made last year on a one-year deal with the Falcons. 7.5? Seven point five. I'll Google it. One point seven five. One point seven five. Okay, so close to two million. All right, still, dude, that boggles my mind. You want to talk about the de- the devaluation? <laughs> Zach of the uh, running back position, I mean the linebacker, hello.
2: This might be a topic where we disagree a little bit. I, I mean, you have two entrenched veterans at inside linebacker in Jewel and Singleton. You have a, an upstart rookie who the Broncos feel can be a long-term starter. And if you get into a pinch when he gets healthy, you can even use Baron Brown to get inside linebacker. I don't know how much emphasis VJ is going to put at that position, considering it is a dying breed. And they already have two great ones as starters already. I understand the need for insurance, but I also love the idea of Sanders kind of being thrown into the deep end and getting that invaluable playing time and those reps. He's never going to get any better and never going to become what the Broncos think he could be unless he gets that experience.
1: Look, a guy like Evans would definitely come in and create questions on uh, the pecking order uh, at linebacker. That's absolutely true. And in fact, today, again, when Singleton was at the podium, he was gushing about how he's never, uh, this pairing with Josie Jewell is like the best pairing he's ever had in his, his life as a linebacker. And they're basically like one's the left hemisphere of a football brain, the other one's the right hemisphere, and they kind of work in unison. And it's really cool to see. But I'm reminded, Zach, that Sean Payton and all of his uh, football wisdom still, though, is not a football miracle worker. Right. He can't snap his fingers and eliminate, uh, for example, the vagaries of football. It's a dangerous sport to play. Even when you're going, you know, 50 percent contact in training camp, you're still cutting, you're still planting, you're still exploding. You're doing so at a at a significantly elevated weight in terms of the muscle and the mass you put on your body as armor, to give you not just armor, I guess, but also strength and power and all that stuff. You know, it's still a it's still a war of attrition. Even practice, Zach, even training camp uh, in its full measure and context is a war of attrition. So for fans who still are getting a little tripped out about, oh, man, two season-ending injuries already. We got a third-round rookie, Riley Moss, going to be out for a month. Yo, did we really uh, take any steps forward in this new – Strength and conditioning program, uh, etc. I say trust Sean Payton until you actually have reason not to, all right, because the dude knows what he's doing. But at the same time, guys, remember this is football. People get hurt.
2: Or let's look at exhibit J, Javante Williams. I mean, he credited uh Bo Lowry and the new strength and conditioning staff for his comeback from a multi-ligament injury where he's now practicing every day and on track to at least play in week one, if not starting week one injuries are a part of the NFL. It sucks. The Broncos do feel snake bitten in a sense. They feel cursed, but every team goes through it. Look at the dolphins. For example, they lost Jalen Ramsey until December at the absolute earliest. I hate to say it, but Jalen Ramsey is a better player than any that the Broncos have lost so far. And they're not, you know, throwing away the season. They're not jumping off a cliff. They're not wringing their hands. It's part of the game. The Broncos can overcome. And fortunately, these injuries happened at positions of strength and depth.
1: I like that exhibit J. Uh, indeed, that was a nice counterpoint there, my friend. We're going to get to the raffle. Uh, let's let's knock it out and figure out who gets a Broncos jersey of their own choosing. But first, couple of quick uh hellos and thank yous mark mcdonald who is throwing down we talk about big boy stars on facebook these are big boy stars so thank you mark thank you, appreciate you bud you say what's good broncos country happy birthday to the birthday boy go broncos buckham so cool man thank you really appreciate you mark uh any topics questions get them in the chat uh the glp himself jumping in with a super to say thank happy you gary birthday Um, And then we have uh, Alex Salazar saying, fellas, excited for a new season of football with MHH. So are we. Stoked. He says, can't wait till week five. Keep up the great work you guys do day in and day out. Yes, we're going to talk about Zach uh, Nathaniel Hackett's uh, breaking his silence finally on the whole Sean Payton thing. We'll get to that. In fact, Scott has the video. We'll get that queued up after the raffle. Uh, But George also jumping in. Thank you, bud, on Facebook. He says it's great to have. Football on the TV. Wish it was Broncos, but it's football. Denver Broncos for life. Uh, MHAs for life. Love it, dude. Yes, um, it is. We're, we're inching closer, man. Football's happening at, at Broncos HQ. The first, very first preseason game is happening as we speak. Go Browns. Football's in the air, bro. Yeah,
2: I am not rooting <laughs> for the Jets in this game. I do like that football is on, but it's not really football when you have like 30 of your top players inactive but we're getting to that point the broncos have a game next friday they play arizona where it's football season baby
1: here's one thing to consider as scott gets the uh, raffle queued up because we're gonna do it live uh is you know yes the broncos zach have suffered two season enders literally back to back on the first two padded days of practice and you go gosh dang it you know, the, it's, it's easy to kind of put yourself in the mindset of, Oh man, maybe they should be dialing it back a little coach. Maybe we should dial back the intensity, Uh, but then you start falling back into the trappings and the way of thinking that doomed in large part, Nathaniel Hackett better way to think of it is, man, it sucks. Wish, wish that uh, cookie hadn't crumbled that particular way. However, you got to keep that pedal to the metal. You need whatever chaff is going to burn off in the heat as you're, Let's just say you're exiting the atmosphere, right? You're leaving the Earth. You're headed for the stars, baby. You know, as you're passing through that atmosphere, the less, the more exposed things, the less solid, secure components. Good chance they're going to get burned up, right? The higher you go into that atmosphere, but at the end of the day, when it comes to the Denver Broncos, you're you need you need that resistance now because the guys who actually Survive that's a kind of an extreme way to put it. But the guys who make it through relatively unscathed, by the time you get to the season, these are going to be tough dudes who were meant to be on the field this year that were that battled through their bodies made it through, Zach. Let's go. So, in a lot of ways, I look at it as you know, it's serendipitous, it's the way it's meant to be. It's unfortunate for both those guys, and it's unfortunate for the Broncos because those two guys could have helped them, obviously. But I don't jump to any conclusions on this. I really don't. Gotta remember. 22, 23 players on IR last year, Zach, and a league-leading amount of salary cap dollars on that injured reserve as well. We're a far cry from even approaching anything remotely that as it stands.
2: I just have to keep some perspective as well. I mean, KJ, first of all, he, he went through waivers unclaimed, and he could come back in a few weeks per Sean Payton. Riley Moss will be back in about a month, so for week one against the Raiders. Jonas Griffith, as much as we all liked him, he was at best the third inside linebacker, if not the fourth. Tim Patrick, that injury sucks undeniably. We spent the whole podcast Monday talking about that. But here's the beauty of having an elite coach like Sean Payton. You can make lemonade from even the unlikeliest of lemons. And that was his history in New Orleans. He turned non-household names into pretty good players. Marquez Callaway, who plays for the Broncos now, being one. So between the sum of their parts talking about receiver right now, Montrell's looking good in camp. Uh, Mims is getting ramped up, getting going. Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy look really good in camp. You have Jalen Virgil, Brandon Johnson getting uh, reps with the ones and impressing Sean Payton. Um, Grimes, who looks like a Hunter Renfro out there, a slot receiver. Between all those guys, you'll be able to replace Tim Patrick's production. Maybe not his leadership or some of the intangibles he brings to the table, but it's going to be okay. We have to have confidence that
1: Sean Payton knows what he's doing because he does. Well said. Well said. All right, let's do it. I'm going to, first of all, we got to recount, show and, and remind everybody. Why isn't it showing up? That's weird. Do it one more time.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com
1: or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. That is bizarre. It's not showing up. Zach, does this show up on the screen when, when he does that? He's going to reload it. He's going to reload it. That's a that is actually, I think, Zach, the a really good philosophy or outlook to hold on on this right now. And I think it's healthy and it's accurate. There we go. Here's how the raffle shook out the rankings, I should say, on super chat shook out. Uh, if StreamYard will play ball with us here on the share screen. Yeah, it's like flashing before. like black. Um, so here's how it shook out last month. And by the way, we're going to do we're going to have 12 names in the hat this time and you'll see why. Well, you might won't necessarily see why, but it's because 10, 11, 12 were literally like we're talking a couple of bucks away from each other and it just didn't seem fair for for 11 and 12 as you'll see to not be included considering. So, here's how it shook out. The Duchess Michaela Parker at number 1, Gary Palmer at 2, the Lady D, Deanna Hendry leapfrogging up to 3. Uh, tied with Ethan, a.k.a. DWI, guys, so that's three and four. At five is Troy Boer. At six uh, is David McElrath. Seven, Najal Toff. Eight and nine are F.A. and Seth Harmon. Ten, Zeus McPeak, who jumped up. He did some leapfrogging to get to ten. And then the additional two names being included in tonight's raffle. And, again, these are weighted, so you got to remember, number 12, Brenton uh, is Brent's 11, Sam Bam's 12. So number 11, number 12, one thing to keep in mind. They don't have the same number of tickets in the hat, so to speak, as Michaela does at one, uh, number two, Gary Palmer, et cetera. So with that being said, let's see who uh, – let's do it live. Let's go. All right, so Sam Bam's out. Ethan, a.k.a. DWI guys, out. Troy is out. Doing this live, baby. Naj is out. Love you, Naj. Love you, Troy. Brent, in the hat. Hey, you were in the hat, bro. Out. David McElrath is out. Seth Harmon, out. The Duchess, number one. Upset. She's out. Okay. All right. FA, out. Uh, Number three, out. GLP, okay, okay. Lady D's out. So winner, winner, chicken dinner this year, this month for July, raffle winner is Zeus Ooh, How fitting is that, Dude. man? <clears throat> Think about this. Zeus moved back to the Mile High City. And like John Elway of old, start. it was fourth quarter, two minutes left to go. You're in Cleveland. You're getting mud hurled at you. Uh, it's cold. It's It's gnarly. And you come from behind and battle to get uh, to force this game into overtime. You get into the top 10. You force your way in. This game's going to overtime. You're in the running. You have a chance. And what do you know? Just like John Elway, he found a way, made a way. So Zeus McPeak, dude, you, you get a Broncos jersey. Uh, so here's what you do, brother, in case you're not aware. Go to the team website. Just go to DenverBroncos.com. Click on the fan shop. Figure out which jersey you want. Double check, though, that it's in stock, all right? Shoot us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail, with the jersey, the, the size, and uh, we'll get it coming your way. So congratulations, my friend. Zeus is the winner, Zach.
2: Like I said, very, very fitting. I think the the father of the super chat, at least on this podcast, and uh, anyone who's been watching for a few years know the amount of lore that we hold uh, with Stu, and he he's so incredible with his support.
1: Very well-deserved. Hope you enjoy it. And by the way, we don't have the same means to do the raffle um, on Facebook in the same way. Um, so we have to do it the old-fashioned way with the, with the name being pulled out of a hat, so to speak. And the jersey winner for the month of July, coming out of nowhere, again, it's weighted based on, on rankings, right? So number one is going to have more tickets in a hat than number five. Coming out of the blue, Mark McDonald was the winner on Facebook for the month of July. And, Zach, I got to be honest, and then we're going to grab F.A. here. Mark kind of was only the last week or so, and yet he was so, like, furious with his stars that he kind of forced his way into the drawing, and then he wins. So that's the way it goes. Mark, same thing. Like I just told Zeus, go figure out the jersey you want. Make sure it's in stock. Send us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. We'll get it coming. And this is a way for us to just give back, say thank you. It's a small thing we can do. Love you guys. Thank you very much.
2: Mark is definitely an up-and-comer and and a very, very fast riser on the MHH pod. Uh, Another well-deserved gift. We want to give back, like Chad said. We hope you enjoy it. Let us know what you're angling for, which player.
1: F.A. was in the hat, of course. This particular time didn't win it, but he's been the guy who wins the jersey before. We love you, F.A. Hope you're doing well. Thank you, F.A. Have a great show, guys. He says, oh, no, Tim Patrick and Griffith out for the year. The sky is falling. Cancel the season. LOL. We will be all right. Both guys missed significant time last year. We will be okay. It's true. Tim gone the whole year. Jonas put on injured reserve after nine games. Broncos. I mean, you can make arguments uh, in the case, Zach, of Tim Patrick that, he could have helped. But let me ask you this. Tim Patrick doesn't suffer that torn ACL last summer. How measured by games, Broncos won five, right? Last last year. How many games does he improve the, if at all, does he improve the the final um, standings for the Broncos? I,
2: you know, maybe in that Colts game, instead of forcing the ball to Cortland Sutton, he throws a jump ball to Tim Patrick and they win that game. But, maybe a victory improvement. It wasn't the receiving core that was the main issue that plagued the Broncos. It was, and he was among that, the injuries, the coaching, the offensive line, yada, yada, yada. We all know the deal by now. So I I see the point you're trying to make, Chad, and I agree with it. They can weather the storm for sure. They have plenty of talent in that receiving core, even without T.P.
1: I would say maybe a half game at best, it it would have affected things, you know, like maybe like you would have to really put some orange colored glasses on to say if Tim Patrick doesn't get hurt, he would have been enough to overcome all of that coaching incompetence and just like the worst single season quarterback regression slash slump uh, of the modern era. But if Tim would have been there, would have been different. Sorry. Uh, wouldn't have changed things maybe you could argue like you said you pick a game here and there the falcons game when things were really close uh the colts game uh not falcons the colts i'm thinking of matt ryan the colts game and then what was the one so the colts game was kj uh either way i don't want to derail the conversation so it's going to be okay um all right zach i'm going to jump back here into the chat and say uh mark and show me what mark mcdonald had to say so woohoo thanks guys i'll get you that email here in just a few go broncos buck them yes brother as zach said keep them coming keep rising this is really cool to see and of course any specific topics questions get them in the chat big dog we'll get to them howie yo brother great to see you some uh, very generous stars tonight from howie Frickin day who himself has won a frickin' jersey in the not too freaking distant past so what's good bro he says man the injury bug just won't stop congrats to Zeus hashtag buckham yeah but that's the thing guys you're playing football so unless you want football to stop injuries are never gonna like fully just go away um and I hate to echo something that is an inconvenient uh reality here that Zach said but it's true this is something we talked about Monday night if it weren't two players who have a recent history of being injury prone, I might be still just a little bit more anxious about it, but I'm not. And even if they weren't, I don't think I'd be anxious because again, cleats hit the grass. You go from Zach kind of a club med situation of an off season training program where, you know, they're going 75% speed on everything. No pads, nothing. Then all of a sudden, even though Sean Payton tried to put in a ramp up, as he called it, a couple of days before the the training wheels uh, literally came off last week on Friday, that immediate flurry of activity, right? The pads go on, boom. Guys are going to burn up in that atmosphere, so to speak, uh, in my not-so-eloquent metaphor earlier. And uh, it's just the way the cookie crumbles. It is football. So it sucks. It's unfortunate, but it just it is what it is. It's the way it is.
2: I want to echo something you said earlier. I mean, better to have have it happen now than in you know, November, December. Get it out of the way. Hopefully, this is the Broncos' bad juju for the year, and they've already exhausted that. Injuries are a part of the game, though. And, you know, you said something as well on Monday, Chad, talking about Tim Patrick. It wasn't Russell Wilson that went down for the year. You know, knock wood. It, it wasn't... Uh, Patrick Sertan. It wasn't Justin Simmons. These are players who we all maybe like and, and like a lot in TP's case, but they're all replaceable and they'll have a plan to replace them. Trust.
1: Yep. The Duchess jumping in to give some props to Zeus as well. She says, Congratulations to Stu. The first two faces etched up there on the MHH Mount Rushmore Zeus McPeak and Michaela Parker. That's for show. So, so great uh, to see the the support and uh, Stu, I hope you're still in the chat, dude. Is he still in the chat? Have we verified that Zeus has seen this? If not, I'll DM him, but um, anyway. All right, Zach, I want to get your thoughts on a couple of things today uh, that were said. Uh, first, though, I want to, first thing I want to get to is uh, what Jerry Judy said specifically about the Tim Patrick injury. Hey, hey, Jerry, how tough was it or how tough is it losing Tim Patrick for the season? Quote, it's real tough. Tim Patrick was a big part of this offense. We've been talking about not being able to play with each other for so long now and then him having that unfortunate injury. I know it's hard on him, but I know the type of duty he is he wants to just keep a good spirit, a strong mindset, keep moving on. Relative to the wide receiver position, like, all right, so what's what do you make of the, of, of the position in his wake? Quote, we've got a lot of great receivers, a lot of great young guys. So I know we've got the, the receivers that are going to be able to step up and make plays. Tim was a different type of player, but I feel like we got some young guys ready to step up. And he specifically, Zach, complimented Taylor Grimes. Right? He yeah. says he's got great speed, runs great routes, got great hands, etc. And also how much the two former Saints wide receivers, uh, Marquez Calloway and Lil Jordan Humphrey, are helping to bridge the new scheme.
2: You know, interestingly enough, uh, Judy's comments sound identical to what Sean Payton said about Tim Patrick—that he's, you know, he's mentally resilient; he'll bounce back. And uh, Sean Payton also revealed that it was a clean Achilles tear, so that's relatively good news in TP's case for his recovery. But again, between Grimes and Judy and Sutton and Mims and Montrell and Jalen and Brandon, you'll find at least one guy in there who's going to step up, who's going to be the sleeper who rises the ranks kind of like Philip Lindsay a few years ago in his first pro bowl season, he comes out of nowhere to be, you know, a household name in Denver. That is a legit possibility. If not probability under Sean Payton,
1: by the way, it was no coincidink. Remember, we do not believe in coincidence at MHH, not to say that there aren't true coincidences. All right. That happened, but they are the exception. Uh, not the rule. It wasn't a coincidence, Zach, that the Broncos today <clears throat> decided to make a leading linebacker and a leading receiver uh, available to the media. And one thing, and then I'm going to grab that. We're going to we're going to watch the uh, Nathaniel Hackett retort to uh, Sean Payton. But one thing, Zach, real quick before we do that, that uh, Alex Singleton had to say. Uh, I think is worth everybody hearing real quick, and that is this quote on how it's basically, how's it going now in the linebacker room in the wake of Jonas going down, et cetera. Quote, obviously, before Jonas, it was great, and it still is great. That's the best part. The last two days have been the only days that guys have been able to step up. In other words, moving up the depth chart. But guys have been, and guys are playing fast. Guys are taking bigger roles quicker which is good for guys, and it'll develop guys faster. Like I said earlier, it's good to do it now during camp and let guys develop and find those roles without getting forced into them, Zach, during the season. Close quote. Exactly. I I mean, it's not ideal. Injuries suck.
2: I mean, no one's denying that, but it's still early enough in training camp and the preseason where you can adjust. You can look over your roster and see, okay, who in-house can replace these guys? And if the answer is no one, then who at a house might become available? Should we look at you know, roster cutdowns in a few weeks? Should we explore maybe even a trade? The Broncos already brought in two replacements for their injured players, um, a receiver, and the inside linebacker, so they're on the ball. And they handed Sean Payton $18 million for a reason. We all trust in Sean Payton, and we have to continue trusting that process. I hate to be cliche, I hate to steal a catchphrase from another uh, you know, sports franchise, but it's appropriate here. It's August 3rd. The Broncos haven't lost anyone truly foundational. The season is still very much pointing in the right direction.
1: All right, uh, F.A., and then we're going to listen to Hackett. Thank you, F.A. Bro, two top rope super chats, one night. This is how F.A. rolls with a Z, all right? Thank you, brother. He says, why is everyone tripping about Russell Wilson throwing picks in training camp? It's camp throw all the picks case Keenum did not throw a pick at camp talking about 2018, right? How did that bode for us? Manning was notorious for throwing picks in camp. We're going to run the ball anyway. Not only that Zach, but I'm going to liken it to being a parent. And when your little tiny infant gets to a point where they start standing up, right? And then they start taking those first steps and, If you went and grabbed them, if you are just hovering and you grab them uh, before they could fall every time, guess what? They're never going to learn how to walk. It's never going to happen. That's one small, uh, maybe not perfect application of a metaphor for this situation, but the reason Manning was uh, known, Zach, for throwing picks in camp is because he's testing the limits. He's testing within the scheme, within a low-stakes environment, what the limitations are. You know what can I exploit? What can I do? Blah, blah. And he was one of the best to ever do it. Arguably the best Peyton Manning quarterback of all time. I'm just, I think it's Elway, but arguably. So I don't trip on it either. Your thoughts? We're talking about
2: practice, Chad. Practice. That's the whole point of practice is to make the mistakes and get better. Learn from them. I mean, let's say the offense was coming out and dominating the defense every day. You know what the narrative would be instead of the offense sucks? The defense sucks. Uh, There's never pleasing anyone, and so many people are overreacting to Russell Wilson's training camp to the point that Sean Payton said, listen, it's no big whoop. I'm pleased with where he is right now. The whole point is to get the kinks out in July and August and not November and December. That is the entire point of practice and you're never going to get better unless you make those mistakes.
1: Uh, Harold, you know, we love you, bro, but come on now, give my dog Russ a little bit more credit uh, than that. Just a little bit more. He says, Russ is 14 years old. Hasn't learned how to walk yet. Um, All right. Uh, Ooh, we got like a weirdo in the chat. Yeah, That's that's going bye-bye. Yeah. Bounce that fool. Peace. Uh, All right. There's a Savage Boy Kev comment I want to get, but we can't get it till we watch this.
3: Uh, before Hit it, we Mr. get started, I, I just want to say uh, something real quick. Obviously, last week has been a uh, very unique week, I think, uh, for, for this organization. And, um, you know, I, I've been involved in this business my whole life, 43 years. And uh, as a coach, you know, as a coach's kid, uh, you know, we live in a glass house. We know that. We all live in different rooms. We all got a key for it. And it's one of those things that there's a code, there's a way things are done in that house. And you know, this past week, it's 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 frustrating and it sucks. But uh, we're all susceptible to it. There are things that you do, mistakes you make, and it costs you time on the field, costs you your job, all those things. And I own all that stuff. I mean, it's that fact. I got no excuses. That's how we live here at the New York Jets. That's how we've lived everywhere I've been. No excuses. So I own all those things, and um, it's it's unfortunate that that had to happen, uh, that the comments that were made. But hey, they did. I I'll tell you, I was probably more surprised that they happened now. Was definitely expecting them in week five. So I, I'm I'm almost thankful uh, that we got that you know out of the way. We all understand where 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 uh, certain people feel and think. That's and cool. That's yeah, good. I'll tell you, you can always uh, look at that. All right, right. so (laughs) it's all
1: about the code, he says, right? And this was something that um, I think he was reading some articles because we know that there is a code. There is a code in the NFL that coaches, uh, especially, you know, you just don't throw head coaches under the bus, other head coaches, previous guys, blah, blah, blah. It's not like politics. That's the name of the game, politics, right? Not in the NFL, but something that uh, Dylan says here, the coach's code is the reason for a lot of BS that flies in the NFL. Uh, yes, and and of course, Kev, man wasted 15 weeks of my life. The code, it almost seems like to me, Zach, he read himself a couple of articles, maybe talked did Nathaniel Hackett to a, a few different reporters where the question was something like this. Yeah, Nathaniel, how upset are you about Sean Payton violating the coach's code and slamming you for the incompetent uh, doofus buffoon that you are. Go. Anyway, what was your reaction?
2: Well, I'm trying to figure out what the hell is growing off his face. I don't know if he's attempting like a goatee or some sort of beard, but it's not a good look. Um, I just see a lot of, wimpy energy. I wanted to use a different word that starts with a P, but I won't do that. It's a family-friendly show, Chad. He's coming off like the victim here, and it's it's such a, a, a loser's mentality to have talking about living in a glass house. You say you own it, then if you truly owned it, you wouldn't be surprised that someone called you out for being historically bad, for being one of, if not the worst head coach in not only Broncos history, but NFL history. Sean Payton didn't come out and insult Hackett's appearance, or talk mad crap about him, or talk about his wife or his family, he pointed to facts. Facts about the 2022 Broncos that Nathaniel Hackett oversaw for 14 games. So he can get his feathers ruffled. He can read his press clippings. He can be told what to say by Jets PR. It doesn't change the fact that what Sean Payton said is true, and sometimes the truth really hurts. Facts don't care about your feelings.
1: Um. He would have been, you know, hey, Nathaniel Hackett breaks his silence. This is one of those headlines where that's not really in any way, shape, or form hyping it. You know, he waited a good long week. And maybe it was just simply, Zach, that uh, that was the cycle of the Jets coaches, um, you know, assistants anyway, being exposed to, uh, I don't know how the Jets do it, but usually once a week during training camp, you hear from the coordinators. So maybe that's just the way the cookie crumbled, or the Jets wanted to let it fester and kind of see what happens. But with how long he waited to say something, he had a long time to cook up his response, right? If I were him, I would have done one or two things. I would have either said, hey, no comment. Let's talk about today, right? Or if I were going to comment on it, I would have said exactly what he said about halfway through after he made a bunch of excuses and stuff. I would have, uh, even though he said, no excuses. Dude, all you just did was like make an excuse about what it's like, poor me being a coach. I live in a glass house, man. Like I'm overly scrutinized, like blah, blah. I would have just cut through, gone with that, and I would just started with, hey, you know what? I expected to hear it week five. We just heard it a little early. It's going to be a great game. Looking forward to it. Next question. That's it. That's where I would have left it because I actually am one of the most incompetent head coaches in (laughs) NFL history, not by matter of opinion, but literally, as a matter of fact, I'm one. I mean, you can count on one hand the number of head coaches in the Super Bowl era fired before their first season is even in the books. There have been a lot of coaches who lose their job after their first year is over. You know, that Black Monday following the fir- their uh, uh, head coaches. A lot of guys get the boot. It happens. It's not as common, uh, you know, as like two-year guys, etc. But still, that's common. Odd that two guys just happened to happen to the last little bit, Nathaniel Hackett. So, this is a long-winded way, Zach, of saying that you suck. You only make yourself look worse. And you could tell, by the way, Zach, this this dude was nervous. You can tell. Maybe it's because I've been in, uh, I've waited in the in the waters of hum, human uh, communication for so long that I can pick up on cues um, quite easily. But you could tell this dude's adrenaline was pumping. Very short of his breath, very quickly speaking. He was nervous up there. So, hey, dude, if you got nerves, then probably that's a good indication that you're over a sensitive uh, target. So maybe just dial back the excuses and keep your focus on what you do, what we what we do here at the New York Jets.
2: He always seemed nervous. He had that red face, the the stupid goofy expressions constantly. Chad, he never seemed secure in himself or his team, for that matter. And you know why you wouldn't have responded the same? It's because you're not a coward, and you don't have a loser's mentality. You have to go up there and own it. Part of the coach's code in the NFL, quote-unquote, is to accept responsibility for your own actions, accountability. The Broncos had none last year, and we're starting to see why. He's not a leader of men, but you know what? He's the Jets' problem now. See you in
1: Week 5. I love it, too, Aaron Rodgers, you know, slamming Sean Payton, saying that, He's basically just trying to get in a preemptive uh, excuse for he got there and realized, golly, man, I'm in over my head. Not in over my head. Golly, this is worse than I thought. We're definitely not going to win in 2023. So I'm going to go ahead and preemptively create a nice little uh, media storyline as an excuse to fall back on when it doesn't turn out the way everyone's hoping and expecting it to. Uh, And then, of course, Zach closes with keep my – Keep my coach's name out of out of your mouth, which I just think is so funny, dude. But and I I like Aaron Rodgers. You guys have heard me say this. I like him. But uh, anyway, Sean Payton, when he was asked about it Friday, so this now Zach, you know, dialing it back almost a week from where we are right now, when he was asked about it again Friday, that was the day after he apologized. All right, he apologized in air quotes because he didn't really apologize for what he said. Um, it, it was more an apology for forgetting that he was on the record it wasn't an apology for what he said go back you'll see uh, but when he was asked the next day to you know hey have any more thoughts on this and that i think it was after the rogers thing i can't be sure i think it was it was but very tersely he just said no we're past that that's it over done if i was nathaniel hackett that would have been my first exactly. go-to is no we're past it but whatever yeah scott the guilty take the truth to be hard indeed Indeed, with some big boy stars. Thank you, brother. And I love it. Dropping some uh, some proverbs on us, dude. Very cool. Thank you, Scott.
2: Two of the Broncos' last head coaches had no responsibility for their own actions. Vic Fangio was completely delusional, and now Nathaniel Hackett is playing the victim like he's been attacked by a coach who whose resume craps all over his. If it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, Nathaniel Hackett would be working a college gig right now. So he should be pretty happy to be where he is and keep his mouth shut. And, and just, if you want to move on, then move on, but don't play the victim and sit on both sides.
1: You know, when you see how nervous Hackett is up there, I'm going to drop another pro- proverb on you. All right. The wicked fleeth when no man pursueth. That's, that's the actual line from, from the Bible, the wicked fleeth Nathaniel Hackett in uh, more ways than one. He was fleeth. He was fleeth in, uh, in that press conference. Anyway, let's turn the page. Sam Bam, bro. Thank you for the super Hi guys. He says jumping in here late go Broncos. I don't know if you saw it, dude, but uh, you finished in the top 12. You were 12. We included you and number 11, who was Brent P in the drawing, uh, the raffle tonight for the Jersey for July. You didn't win, went to Zeus McPeak, but just so you know, just so you know, but it's great to see you, Sam. Appreciate you big dog. Thank you, Sam. Um, Zach, we're about out of time. So, guys, this is the what single last call for any burning topics. Get it in the chat. Thank you, Mike. Great show tonight, Chad and Zach, on the Mile High Huddle Podcast. Go Broncos and buck them. Really, really appreciate you, uh, my friend. But we really have covered all the key storylines. Now, hopefully you guys have been, um, and I know you have. I see, I see the, uh, you know, we see the views. We see the comments, all that stuff. You've been staying in touch with what's happening <clears throat> uh, by our nightly shows uh come back to me camera there we no, there we go uh luke patterson really crushing it for us every day tom with his uh 10 gallon cowboy hat great to see him out there i mean talk about uh peanut butter and jelly type of fit you got that stash you go hey you know what a peanut butter sandwich by itself not my favorite but when i'm hungry sure but then you put some jelly on another slice and put it together. You're like, all right. You see Tom with his glorious stash. You're going, yeah, yeah. Tom's got himself a considerable mustache. Good for him. But then you throw that 10-gallon hat on him. My dog. Now you're, you've are you got a big baller, shot collar rocking it at Broncos HQ. Really cool to see. Phil, Jets offense already penalized for delay of game and holding, LOL. And then, of course, Savage Boy kept uh, mentioning that uh, Hackett calls a, a check down on third and fifteen. Familiar. I can't wait for
2: the uh, Jets fans to have to count down the play clock and uh, deal with the coaching. And I put that in quotes that Nathaniel Hackett brings to the table. But, you know, we're going to move past it. That's in week five. We have a lot of time between now and then. We're going to talk about the Broncos until that point.
1: Appreciate you, Colby, jumping in. Triple C man uh, with some stars to close things out. So, guys, love you. Appreciate you. We got a few messages for you before we dip out. So, don't leave quite yet. That was a very
2: jam-packed but always excellent edition of the MHH Podcast. If you're not doing so, please follow us on Twitter or X, whatever, at the MHH Pod. You can follow the main account at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our producer at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch, like Bucca merchandise, for example, you know where it is, MHHmerch.com. Check that out. If you're not doing so, drop us a follow at facebook.com slash milehighhuddlepod and on Instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle. Be sure you're leaving your football pre-save five, count them, five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month as demonstrated this evening. And if anything, guys, please heed my call here. And Chad's call, Scott's call, everyone who does a podcast on MHH, wants and needs this. Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you, baby.
1: That's right. Uh, And uh, I'm going to leave this up as we say our goodbyes from Dylan. Um, Love you guys. Appreciate you. We'll be back Sunday night. It's going to be dope. Don't forget tomorrow morning you get a very unique episode of Legends of Mile High with Thomas Hall, who will be recounting, no doubt, uh, some of his observations from training camp this week. Dove Valley Deep Divers, Friday night. Orange and Blue View, Saturday night. And then Zach and I back Sunday. So can't wait to talk to you then. Enjoy your weekend, everybody, and have a great end to your week. Love you. I just want to say
2: again, thank you, Michael. Thank yes. you every single Person who shouted out my birthday gave me the birthday wishes. It means genuinely the world to me. And uh, you guys support. Oh, I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't know how to put it into words, Chad. I'm so humbled, literally, by everything that you guys do for us and saying and express. So thank you again. Have a great weekend. We'll see. Hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. I almost forgot the shout outs, dude. I was, I was so like just rolling with it. I gotta, I gotta, I can't end the episode without the shout outs for the supporters and super chat superstars tonight, which are. Troy, David, Zeus, Duchess, Gary, Alex, F.A., Sam Bam, uh, Mark, George, Howie, Scott, Michael Ronquillo, The Ronk, and Triple C himself, Colby C. Collier. So love you guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see y'all Sunday. Take care. And as always, go Broncos.
0: Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.